everybody welcome back to advanced kayak angler i appreciate you listening and if you would like subscribe all, all that good stuff these videos are also going to be on youtube now under bass kayak and beers um and if you would leave us whatever podcast listening platform however you listen to to me and armando if you would just uh leave a review if you have a minute we'd appreciate some uh yeah uh, i'd appreciate it. all right so tonight we're talking about ned briggs all about ned briggs um um, you know, we had a show a couple of weeks ago that was on shaky heads and I personally love finesse fishing. So this to me is kind of shaky heads is like everyday kind of thing. And then whenever things really go bad, I pull out the Ned rig. So it's not always something that, uh, that I'm going to have tied on every second, but something that I definitely like, especially if I'm fishing a school or something, I'm throwing Ned rig before I leave. But, um, Today we have on, I'll get right to him. I appreciate him being on. We have Abby Abendanza. There he is. And Dylan Lowry. How y'all doing? What's going on? Doing good. And y'all are both uh, dugout guys, right? Yes, sir. Correct. Okay. Well, Steve would be happy about that. There you go, Steve. All right. Well, I appreciate you. Since the show's new, I, I go ahead and tell everybody who you are. Dylan, we'll start with you, man. Uh, Dylan Lowry. I started kayak fishing back in 2015. Just on the local Georgia scene, I fished around Eufaula and Harding and West Point and stuff like that. And I actually just started fishing the national stuff in 2020, either 2019 or 2020. I got started in the national scene. I got a, I got hooked up with Shane Williams and Ryan Lambert and Jamie with Dugout, and they're the reason I'm where I am today. Cool. There you go. What what, what do you do whenever you're not fishing? Uh, I work for Georgia Power. Oh, okay. Good Keeping job. the lights on for y'all. There you go. Appreciate you uh abby how about you man you're, you're living the dream you're like fishing and doing music i mean like yeah i really want to live your life it's not as glamorous what you think <laughs> all good uh i'm actually in tennessee right now but uh we're uh so my name is abby Amadanz. i'm from greensburg pa and uh i am the only northern guy on the dugout team but i'm thankful to be that guy and um so I, I just joined the national scene, the national circuit last year. Started kayak fishing two years ago, joining, started doing a national circuit last year, uh, this past year in 2022. And uh, it was a good year. I made the uh, Tournament of Champions with Hobie, uh, POS. Mm -hmm. That was pretty fun, as well as Dylan. Dylan and I roomed out there together. And, uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great year. It had, uh, I think, nine top ten finishes and one yeah. one. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where things are going with the kayak world. I boat yeah. guy I fished, uh, I fished a, the boat scene over in Ohio and New York on uh, X series. And um, then my buddy, Adam, Ed, who I got to thank Adam's the one who brought me over to the kayak. I was like, man, I don't think I could fit in a kayak. I'm six, four, 200 at the time. I was 285 pounds and, you know, and um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's been great. I love it. What, I, I can't even go back to a boat now. Uh, no, I'm, dude, I came from a boat too. What what made you swap? Well, Adam was talking about, you know, it's so, he's, I, I've had a handful of sponsors, but, you know, as far as support goes, um, it, the boat, the boat scene's just watered down. I mean, it's, it's pretty watered. So in, in order to, to get a so-called uh, paid sponsorship, you, you have to be on a national circuit with the boat world. And, yeah. uh, so when I came over to the kayak world, they're like, well, we have a budget for the kayak world. You know, it was all, it was great. And, um, and I love the partners I'm with. So it was, it was just an easy, I stayed and 
I love them. So they basically work. It's it, it. I gotta say, it's definitely been because I, you know, I fished college, and well, I mean, as an adult, I went back with the GI Bill. But I mean, I've done it all in the bass boat side too, and it's it's definitely for me. I feel like I've I got more traction as a kayak angler as well. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, same same. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm same way. I until I get too old where I can't kick that hobe anymore, then I'm, you know, then I'm going to be in a boat. I'll then I'll go to a boat, but until then, I'm I'm gonna kick that thing around. That's right. Cool. Well, here we go. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with heads. Like, um, I know I've used a bunch of them. I've tried a different ones. What, uh, what, what, which one are y'all on now? Or do you have a few of them that you use? Uh, me personally, I've, I've been partnered with Z-Man for, uh, I think this is my sixth year. Um, they're my longest partner and uh, I don't ever see me leaving Z-Man because I took, I, I use probably, Dylan will tell you that 70% of my tackle, maybe even 80%. Is also, and uh, so I prefer the EWG Z Man uh, Ned heads, and um, they're the weakest Ned. I think they get the best the best hookup ratio. Some guys will argue that, but the way that hook sits, and when you when you just lift up on the rod, it, the hook automatically goes right to the roof of the mouth. And um, I, I've never, I hardly ever lost a fish on it on that head. And it, so you just use that one 100% of the time? 100% of the time. I usually start out with a 10th ounce, one tenth ounce they make. And, you know, lake, river, I'll go to a one-fifth or one-sixth. There you go. Yeah. I, it's it's funny to me, a lot of people, they won't throw. I think they miss a lot of bites because they're not throwing the lighter, you know, that they go with the heavier ones. And I'm always... I think I start out with the lightest one I can, unless I'm, you know, it's just so hard to get on bottom or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Well, for a river situation, I'm using the lightest head because in a river situation, the bait isn't staying on the bottom all the time. Yeah. I, I that bait skipping on its own. Yeah, floating, the, skipping, yeah. yep. And uh, so that's why I use the, the, the lighter. I'll even go to a 15th ounce when, when that situation, if, you know, if, if it's only a, like the Hobie BOS stuff, a foot of water so i went to a 15th outside so it literally just bounced on the bottom by itself i never even had to touch anything so but normally i'm in a 10th part there dylan how about you man i'm the same way uh i throw a 15 16th most of the time uh same with the susquehanna that's what i was throwing i was throwing up current and i wasn't even working it i was just reeling it with the current and uh Every now and then, when the current's real heavy and I'm having trouble keeping that uh that 15 sixteenths on the bottom, I'll go to a one tenth, or if the water's super deep. But I don't throw anything heavier than a one tenth. But I throw the big bite limit maker jig head, and when I do throw the Z Man plastics, I do the same as Abby. I throw the uh, EWG from Z Man. Gotcha. I, I'm the, I'm right now. I've been throwing the owner, the blockhead, the weedless mm -hmm. one. If I'm not fishing at a place where I need it to be weedless, I just cut it off with pliers. But I mean, I've used Z-Man too, and it's I always use the one with the two, uh, the two weed guards. That's the one, the Z-Man that I liked a lot. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of those of those ones, uh, just for the fact of that weed guard. I'm not a fan of that. But um, when they came out with the weedless head, that that was that was ticket because now you can fish right through right through heavy weeds and, and not not worry about catching up on everything. Gotcha. So, at, are you using the big one or just a small one? 
It depends on situation, but mostly a small one. Uh, in a river situation, I'm starting with a small one. And uh, but I will tend to go to a bigger, to a bigger, uh, to the big TRD just for the fact that they they don't see the big TRD as much as the little one. And so, uh, I, I guess I should ask this too: What like is there? Are you like if you had to put a percentage on it, maybe with spot smallmouth? Are you ever using it to target largemouth, or are you just primarily going for spots and smallmouth? I. No, that they, they all hit it. Okay. I, you know, everybody says, "Oh, they're really small mouth." No, they're they're large mouth. This is in a spot of that's just much smaller. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say I caught a seven pounder uh, pre fishing for the Hobie series on Chickamauga on a Ned rig, and a muskie at the Wolf and Fox. So it's a yeah. multi species bait. Yeah. yeah, everybody thinks because it's so small. You know, I, every one of my big fish have come off of a actually a finesse TRD, the small one, and. um I caught a seven two three up in up in Erie on during COVID actually during the pandemic, and uh, I caught eleven fish over five pounds that day, all all smallies and all on a green pumpkin TRD. Yeah. Small one. I, I definitely don't understand how some people kind of pigeonhole as a you know small mouth spot bait and not large mouth. That I mean I I know I think all the biggest fish I've ever caught out of a kayak or not out of a boat but out of a kayak have all been on finesse and including. You know, including a net. Yeah, and that's you know, with me, I, I don't. Um, you, I heard you say that you don't have a net tied on all the time. I have two nets tied on all the time, two different rods. Oh, really? And I use a medium light rod and a um, and a medium rod uh, for for net. If I'm in a river, I'm using a medium rod just because you're fighting the current with the. If you got uh, and those those smallers are usually pretty aggressive, so. Yeah, I use a little bit stiffer rod for that. Yeah, I actually just started throwing a Ned rig this year. Uh, all of my friends begged and begged and begged me to throw one out leading up to this year. And finally, I broke down and bought a couple and wound up having the best year I've had since before I started kayak fishing, really. So I'll always have one tied on from now on. Yeah, I, I, was, I saw that you had said that you, you've won a lot of money on it this year, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I picked up a couple key fish at Gunnersville on it for that KBF on one. Um, caught every single fish at the Susky on it and at the Wolf and Fox. Every single fish came on that rig. Wow. And a bunch of local stuff around here on the rivers. So are you only throwing the small one or are you throwing the big one too? Uh, so I throw the Big Bite Limit Maker. It's, uh, it's about the same size as the TRD or the big TRD except the tail tapers okay. down a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, but when I do, I'll throw a the last tech every now and then, but I always throw the big TRD. I don't like this finesse stuff. Okay. And so I, I guess that was kind of my question because I throw a shaky head more than what I do a Ned rig. Are y'all both Ned rig only, or are you, do you go to a shaky head or is it, or is that cut out, cut out your tackle altogether, especially since you throw a big one. So used to a shaky head was all I was throw for, uh, like a finesse presentation, but, uh, it wasn't a typical shaky head. I have a, a guy that makes mine. It's a eighth ounce with a screw lock and a five alt hook, and I throw a eight inch trick worm on it. So I don't know if you would really consider that finesse fishing, but yeah. that's, that's what I like to do. But I had I don't think I threw it at all this year. Just strictly Ned rig. Abby, how about you, man? You... I, I throw it once in a while. And, you know, all the and you know the mag fatty Z for me is what I use for a shaky head, and I actually around 
the Z-Man round ball uh, shaky head that they, they make. And um, I I think you can't beat it. It's a seven-inch form, heavy, you know, if you know the Fatty Z is, it's the magnum size of the Fatty Z. So that's what I'm throwing for my so-called shaky head. I, I know that's one that Jody swears by, so it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's done pretty good, too, so... He, he's done all right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done okay for himself. Well, he's cash and checker too. Yeah, is there is there a time whenever you go to uh, the net over the shaky? Like, what is there a situation where you're maybe you're trying to upgrade bigger profile or what? When when would you do that? Man, I caught so many twenty inch smallmouth on a Ned rig this year. It'd, it'd be hard for me to go away from it from moving forward. To be completely honest with you, it it does seem for me that maybe I'm a fool for throwing a shaky head so much. Because it seems like the hookup ratio on Ned Rig and the land ratio is is a lot better than what a shaky head is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I I'll even I'll even throw a Z-Man finesse worm, which is about seven inches, but it's thinner than a Magpie Z. Magpie Z. And what I'll do is I'll put down on a regular EWT head, like we talked about from Ned, and throw it that way. And I get just made bites. I, I like the hookup ratio personally on that small men head that he might be this one. Right? And he's shaking him. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that might be the best argument for the net over the shaky is the hookup ratio is better. I mean, it, you're, you're, I can't imagine a time when that little, you know, when a net wouldn't get bit. When I I don't think a fish is going to be there and say, oh, that shaky head. Like I wouldn't eat the Ned, but I would eat the shaky head. I don't. I I just don't see a situation when that would happen. You know. Well, everybody you know fears a drop shot, and I know Dylan and I talked about this before. You know, I'm using a size number two hook on a drop shot, which is tiny, yeah. and catching five, six, seven pound smallies on, you know, that, that little hook. So. I look at it this way: a smaller hook is going to be easier to set. You don't really have to set those EWG because they're so needle point sharp, and they always go when you when you do lift up on the on the, on the head, it goes straight up into the roof of the mouth or in the corner, and that's why I worry about having that big shank on there where that fish can move up and down on it, rather than that little bend on that on that EWG. Yeah, I I think it's less weight to to give them leverage to shake off too. Yeah. So. And and it seems like a lot of times on a shaky head, like you'll just get kind of the end bit off, or you'll they'll maybe they'll get the end and not the hook. Even, I mean, Dylan, you throw a longer hook, but even the Davis super long hooks that I've used, which is probably, I mean, it's probably only a five out two, but you still miss it. You know, they get the worm a lot, and they don't always mm-hmm. get the get the hook. So, yeah, it's a great point. So, I mean, if if you've been if you've been thinking about throwing an Ed rig because I I think everybody kind of listens to a show whether it's a beginner or advanced guys, like if you're trying to make an argument to which one is better, since I did a shaky head a couple shows ago, maybe the Ned's really the only one you you need because the hookup ratio is better. So, so all right, so baits, but uh, we kind of talked about Dylan. You throw the the TRD. Well, you're throwing a. Is there a certain brand that you're throwing, or most of the time you're just throwing a, the big bite? Uh, yeah, I'm with Big Bite, so most of the time I'm throwing a Big Bite Limit Maker. They've got a color called Vegas Flash. It's uh, almost like a green pump, like a lighter green pumpkin brownish kind of, but it's got a 
kind of like a light bluish hue to it. And that's my favorite color in that. And uh, they also came out with a Sensation So Molly. It's an extremely smelly soft plastic line. And uh, I throw that in tilapia. It's a uh, green pumpkin with purple and a whole bunch of other different color flake in it. Okay. Might be able to put that on here. Mm, nope. All right. The biggest flash, like you're saying, is just kind of got that pearlescent color, which mm -hmm. I, I do really like that color too. Even in the uh, the deal, the Z-Man, the deal color, mm -hmm. that's, that's always been my three colors. You know, you try to limit it down would be to, I use a green pumpkin orange whenever it's cold. That's across the board. Orange in Alabama is the deal whenever it's water's below seven, 65, 70. Like a green pumpkin, colorish blue, whatever you want. Uh, black and blue and then the deal. Those are, those I always carry three at a time. Right, really across the board for almost all my baits, I try to limit it to three, maybe four colors. And that's the four that I've used. And it's the same deal. I'm with, I'm with X-Zone. I like the wobble. And that they kind of float up, same as Z-Man. Not quite as, definitely not as durable, but I like them. But 309 with X-Zone has been, that's my color. Man, everything they make, that 309 color just gets bit. I, I don't know why. It's just kind of a brim color. Like you're saying, it's got that pearlescent too. But uh, Abby, how about you, man? I'm, I'm going green pumpkin all the way. The most natural in every lake, no matter where. That's right. Um, my number two would be probably Gobi, which is like one Bill's talking about there. And, uh, and then probably my third one would be either the Deal or um, I like I like Gobi Bryant Gobi or Copper Copper Truce is a really good one too, especially smallmouth, right? Well, I I'll tell you what. Uh, Adam Elston and I went, I think it was uh, end of November, maybe, yeah, end of November, we went to uh, Keystone Power Dam, which is in Pennsylvania. We were catching all largemouth, 25, 30 feet deep. And it's, you know, it's the best of both worlds right there, big smallies and big largemouth. And we, we catch them on a Gobi Bryant or a Green Pumpkin. And is it just, just the TRD that you're throwing? At that point, yeah. yeah. I'm throwing if I do throw a jig, it's a it's a small jig, and I'll put and instead of putting bra on the back of it, I'll put regular TRD. I, I, drop, I drop shot a TRD all the time. For really? This one. Yep. Just nose hook it. Huh. I know it sounds dumb, but there's something about the profile they like. No, nah, man. If it works, I mean, it's. I, I was thinking you were going to say wacky rig, kind of like that, maybe a big TRD, but uh, a small one. I, huh? I just nose hook the small one and let it do its thing. Huh. He, he called me the day he figured that out, and I didn't believe him. And he started sending me pictures of giant smallmouth with it in their mouth. I was like, all right, still not going to throw a drop shot. But And, and I think I think on uh, Z-Man's uh, the light pink, uh, I can't remember what it's called right bubble now. Bubble gum? Nah, it's the light pink. Bubble gum. But the bubble gut? Bubble, bubble gum. 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 Bubble is, gum. It, is it gum? Okay. Yeah. It's real light pink. The bubble gut has green pumpkin on the top, and then uh, the the I guess it would be like a reddish orange on the bottom flake. Gotcha. And, and have you ever messed? Because I've thrown the ticklers, you know, the little ticklers, the um, the, one, the, the crawfish one with the two the tails. baby goat. 
is no, it's the um, it's the actual. It looks like a little crawfish, but it's T R D. Pro cross, yeah. I've I've tried yeah. all those. I, I I never really found a like one work. You know, maybe they kind of sell people more than they do. The, the I, I like what the pro cross personally. I probably haven't fished them enough either. But I, I would say the best crawfish imitating bait Z-Man has is the, the goat, the baby goat. I like the TRD hogs. I, yeah, like, well, those. I like those a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's funny they have so many different bait. It, it's hard. I guess for me it'd be, you know, because we're in kayaks, it's hard to know which you can only carry so many soft plastics and I already carry way too many. Like which ones you would throw in a certain situation. You know, I, I don't know. It's hard to say if one would really work more than the other, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this, I, I think it's just giving them a different look and maybe what they're eating at the time, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that has a lot to do with it, too. I try to match the hatch as much as possible. But um, I, you cannot go wrong using a green pumpkin finesse TRD. Uh, I, don't, I don't care what lake you're at, what, what river you're at. It, I, I would say that's going to be your best bet to find fish. Is there a reason why you think they like the the profile of a Ned so much? Kind of, kind of the thing I've always told people is I call it the Dorito bite. Like if you might not be hungry, but if I put a Dorito in front of your face, you're probably going to eat the Dorito because it's like it's not any calories. I'm not really hungry, but it's a yeah. Dorito. I mean, it's, it's going to taste good, so I, I'm going to eat it, you know. I think the Ned it just represents the crayfish as much as possible, you know, and – the crayfish and also a bait fish when it's digging down in the bottom feeding, you know, their, their tails up in the air like that. And a Ned stands like that. So, I mean, when you're dragging them, you know, keep it on the, on the bottom and dragging it, it does look like a bait fish, like darting at the bottom eating. Yeah. I, I really wonder like how much of a, a fish is maybe especially big ones, how much of their, how much they eat is actually based on little things like that rather than, you know, we think bigger, the bigger fish are going to eat a glide bait or something big. They eat once. They only eat once every few days, and they only, only only have that one big bite. I'll bet you most of what they eat is probably the little bitty things like that. I, I would think, especially in a river system, too. You know, those river bass or the smallmouth, are, they're feeding on a certain thing. It's usually crayfish. I, I would say nine out of ten times, you know. But... I would say that's probably their number one source of food in any really. Yeah, it's like the Susquehanna, man. You, you'll be walking down the river and look and just see crawfish scattering everywhere. Hmm. I actually have video of that happened where I fished on the BOS. I stood in one spot, uh, six feet wide. I never left it all day, both days. And really? uh, put a water. Wow. Yeah. I, have, I still haven't been up there. You need to, man. That's a yeah. that's a bucket list fishery. That's what yeah. I hear. There's been many days up there just sit there, you know. Even I, I love just going to pre-fish it, you know, because there's just you can cover so much water up there, and it, there's so much water to fish too, because it's so wide. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about setup. Abby, we'll start with you with rod since Kyle Ray talked about it, uh, where you use a medium light and medium. When, when are you using both, and like what length, all that good stuff. I, I'm fishing the um, the Bonafide rod series this year. They're called Boss Rods. Okay. And uh, carbon graphite rod. And I'll have, for two situations, I, I, I'll have a medium light rod 
seven foot to seven two, and then a medium power rod, seven foot to seven three. And those are my go-tos. You know, when when you have a, a Ned rod that's a medium light, it's kind of like the Chatterbait rod, what it does. It preloads. So yeah. when you're on that, it's enough to put the hook up in the mouth and drive in the mouth. You're not setting the hook like you would power fishing like a, a big jig or something like that. I don't do that. I just lift up on it and it drives that hook straight up in the roof of the mouth. And so, you know, river situation, I'm using usually a medium stiff rod just because you're fighting current a lot of times. Those fish, especially on Susquehanna, those fish are like tanks. And if they get down current on it, you got to bring them back up. It's it's a nightmare. Yeah. So it's just trying to get them to the boat quicker is whenever you go to a medium usually? Uh, for me, it's about the play in the rod. You know, you don't want an overstep rod where it's going to, literally just rip the you're gonna rip it out of out of its mouth yeah you know, try that i think that's what a lot of guys do they think they have to set the hook really hard on that on an ed rig when they first start fishing it and they don't that's why it's called finesse fishing yeah that, that thing's a dang needle it, it doesn't take much it doesn't it doesn't dylan how about you man never mind what abby said i still cross their eyeballs even when i am finesse fishing <laughs> um i throw a seven three medium kissel craft rod um, I'm new to this, so I only have one Ned Rig rod. Um, I, unlike most people, I throw it on a straight fluorocarbon. I can't stand the braid to fluorocarbon leader, probably because I suck at tying leader knots. Um, I tried it at Gunnersville, and on day one, I probably broke off two. I mean, I, they broke when I set the hook, so I don't know how big they were, but every smallmouth I caught was 19, 20 inches long. So... I'm not saying I could have won it, you know, because I didn't see him and, you know, anything can happen, but I don't trust the, I don't trust the braid to fluoro anymore. How about real? Um, I throw a 10 pound red label. I'm a cheapo only with, only with finesse fishing. Uh, I throw a 10 pound red label. Everything else is 15 or 20 pound Tatsu. Um, and my reel, I have a Shimano Vanford and a Revo X that Abby actually gave me for my birthday this year. What a guy. Mm-hmm. Abby, how, how about you, man? I'm throwing, um, so I'm throwing braid to floral. Yeah. I, I tried to teach him how to tie that knot. <laughs> but, wait, wait, uh, which knot are you using? FG? At Gunnersville, I was using, uh, I think it was a uni to uni. It kept popping. And then I just gave up. I'm not going to try to tie an FG knot on the lake when the wind's blowing the line out of my hands. I don't have the patience for that. So, like I said, I'll, I'll just re-spool when I get a wind knot. It's not a big deal. I keep enough line on the kayak with me that I ain't worried about it. And using red label, it's not too, too expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, for me, I'm 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 throwing a 15-pound uh, tactics braid, Seagar tactics braid. And then, um, then I'm going to a gold label um, leader. Ooh, and um, I'll, I'll throw usually a, a eight eight pound leader, sometimes ten, depends on the situation. You can get away with a ten because it's real thin, probably eight pound diameter. And that you're just using that round cover or bigger fish? Uh, no, I, I throw that. I never throw squirrel. I hate. Uh, I'm not a fan. No, I'm, I I mean the ten pound. I'm whenever sorry? you're going, whenever you're going to ten and over eight, when, yeah. when are you choosing ten? Uh, 10, uh, if it, it all depends on water clarity, if it, if it's stained, I'm throwing 10 just because mm-hmm. I can get a little bit stronger leader. 
but um that that gold label from cr is pretty pretty styled it's real finessey uh it's real thin diameter even eight pound test is like like six pound test so i'm i'm throwing 10 if i can in stained water and then clear water i'm, I'm throwing eight all day long yeah. I, I haven't used gold label yet because i don't want to ruin myself like I'm sure it's really good, I, but I don't want to know how good it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never, had, but I, I do throw, um, I, I do throw red label once in a while too, uh, eight pound test for leader, and then uh, in the tattoo, an eight pound test as well. Gotcha. I, I used to have a just a Ned rig rod, and it was a medium light, but now, you know, you're always trying to evolve your stuff on what can I throw on this rod and. Uh, mine's kind of my dual wacky rig slash Ned setup where and I use it for a cup of drop shot too, but it's a seven foot Falcon expert on, I use 15, 12 pound Sunline SX one braid to eight pound Seagor and Vizx. I just use eight because that's the only leader I carry in my, in my kayak. I, I think six, I, I've used six for a long time and that was good, but I'm sure 10 in the right situation would probably be, you know, great too, especially around docks or, any kind of wood or anything like that. Uh, I just I just use eight across the board for all my spinning setups. It just you know I use Alberto. You can learn, Dylan. You can learn Alberto. That one's easy. That, that that one's easy to you never mess it up. Like I would love to learn an FG, but I think my I'm like right on the verge of needing glasses. So I'm I I know the Alberto. I can still I can like a hundred percent. I never mess it up. I've never broken one off. It's not quite as small as FG, but it's super simple. It's it's not tough at all. If I can do it, man, you can do it. I promise. I have trust issues now. I'll deal with the wind knots. Oh, I'm telling you, man, you can do it. Come on. The uh, all right. So, I guess uh, retrieves. That that's pretty much the only thing left. Like, uh, how are you working it? I I got y'all both said you kind of want to be skipping off the bottom. Or is there anything more you can say about that for people? And I, 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 I try to keep my my net on the bottom as much as possible. Unless in a river situation where there's current, I'll actually river. Yeah. Somebody's pussy is really angry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's mine. My bad. Hang on a second. No, you're good, man. I was just messing with you. It's it's fine. No, it's it's fine. Go ahead. Um I'm the same way. Uh, river fishing, I just throw it up current and kind of reel it down with the current. I don't really work it at all. Um, as far as a lake, man, I just throw it out and keep my line tight, and I just barely, I mean, barely twitch it. I mean, it's it's basically not moving at all. But it's a perfect uh, perfect retrieve after you've been at been at a bar all night and don't really feel like doing anything. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it works for me. Is I'll tell you what the bite. Uh, a, a Ned rig bite whenever you have some you have slack line and then you kind of like whenever you get you know you're kind of I, I guess you're just kind of hopping it but you're just bumping the slack and then whenever you feel one on there that's such a good feeling and Ned rig really is a fun bite and then the line's so small and the tactic's so small it's so much fun to get them in I, I really don't understand why some people they want to go to BFS or they want they want to do all these other things. Whenever I love fishing finesse, I, I don't, everybody who doesn't enjoy doing it, I really don't get, I don't understand your life and, well, and you, you need to get your life right. They don't have the patience. That's what the problem is. Mm. So that's why a lot of those guys are power fishermen. The ones that don't have the patience are power guys. You know, mm. they're, they're the ones 
they're, they're throwing power as much as possible. You'll never see a power guy uh, throw. Uh, I I personally have never seen one. You know, wrong. I power fish <laughs> all the time, and I started but, throwing mid-rig this year. That's because you were conned into using this. Nah, I wasn't really conned. I just I got tired of not cashing checks. <laughs> no, that, I know there was an event that I fished recently up on Pickwick, and I was like. I was really upset with myself because I afterwards I'm like, why didn't I throw the net? Like, I don't know why I didn't tie that on. So some is there times are you going to the net? Let, let's say you see a school of fish on a graph. They're in 15 feet. Maybe you're on Tennessee River or, or wherever. 12, 15 feet. Are you throwing the net rig first or are you throwing the net rig last? I guess is is a question I, I want to know. I'm sorry, what? I'm throwing it first. First, okay. I, I start out with a net no matter what tournament. I like it. I still can't do it. No matter, I mean, yeah. I, I want a lot of money on a net rig this year, but I'm still not going to start out with it. I can't do it. I can't make myself do it. If I'm going to fish on the bottom, it's probably going to be like a football jig or something like that. But net, net rig still last resort. Unless I'm on a smallmouth fishery, net rig is still the last resort for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I used to go the other way where, I think that was school of thought for a lot of people, especially Tennessee River. You found a school, you go big crank, and you kind of work your way down until you get to last thing you're going to throw is a finesse before you leave. I think it's kind of for a lot of people, it's went the other way where you're you're starting out finesse and then you're working your way up. I don't, I don't know how that works or which one's the right way. I, I think that's where I'm at now, at least, is I start with the finesse, whatever that is, and then, and then go crazy from there, reaction, whatever it is. And I'll throw top water too, and yeah. you know I'll throw a jackhammer, but that's about as power fishing as I'm getting. You know, throwing a spinner bait and jackhammer and a top water. Man, you're on here. You're a Z-Man guy. What what's up with the Hellraiser? I'm sorry, we're talking about Neds, but I have a Z-Man guy on. I have to ask about it. Okay, so I when they before they came out, I got to I got to play with one. I, I went down and fished with those guys down at the Broad River, and um, got to see the. For the first time, it reminds me of a jitterbug. Okay. But bug part being, it's a chatter blade on a back, but it it looks like a jitterbug coming through the water. The front, the, the line ties right underneath the nose on the bottom, and it's about probably an inch back from the from the nose, uh, half inch back. And when you reel it, it, you can walk it, but it it moves like a jitterbug, like that. And I did catch two big fish on it this year. Actually, one of the native commercials uh, is one of them that I caught on it. And that one was a black Hellraiser, all black. Okay. Wait, you're a native now? Yeah. I mean, uh, but Bonafide? No, I've, I've been with native from the beginning. Oh, okay. It was almost a year now. It'll, it'll, about 10 months. Are, are you in the 127? Or, or I, Titan? I'm, I'm sorry. 13.5. They actually just started oh. doing the 13.5s again uh, okay. for 2023, and actually Adam and uh, Milstead and I uh, had the one and two kayak. Uh, wow. So, um, love it. Uh, for me, there's no other kayak, just because of, you know, every kayak, and Dylan and I talk about this all the time, every kayak has its pros and cons. Yeah. I used to have a 12. That Titan 12? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, thirteen five is just—I mean, it's giant. It's it's forty one inches wide, and um, it's just—it's a tank. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we. Okay, anything else I'm missing with Ned Briggs? People need to know that I'm missing because because somebody's going to watch us, like Dylan. I'm you know a year Dylan one year earlier. Man, I'm not going to throw a Ned Rig. That's stupid. Like, give the sales pitch. Like, why are For you me, throwing the Ned Rig? Things I have on all my all my finesse, and that is uh, Procure garlic. Oh, okay. Do you put it in the in the bag? Nope. Spray is it a spray? And on the hook. <laughs> Working on one of those heads after it's all covered in garlic is bad. Now I put on every 10, 15 cast. Wow. Yep. Is, it, is that a spray or a? No, it's a. So Pro, Procure is like a gel. Okay. It's garlic scent. And it, that is the best stuff. It stays on Elastec from Z Man. Hmm. It's into Elastec and it stays on there the longest. Yeah, he's not kidding. He got me throwing that stuff this year at the the native tournament for the Susky. That yeah. stuff is it's potent and it stays on there for a long time. Procure, I, I've never somehow I've never heard of that. I always use Bang. I think that's just because I like to say it. I put it on there. It, it hypes me up. I say Bang, Bang, Bang. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stupid, but that's what I, it's it's like my my I hype myself up. I'm a, I'm a Bang it, you know. I don't know. Yeah, we have I, to censor out my hype words when I set the hook. I wish I wish that wasn't recorded. No, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, man, I appreciate y'all being on. Before I let you go, I want to give you a a chance. Shout out any sponsors. Any, I mean, Z Man. People are already on the Tackle Warehouse link. You need an affiliate link, but uh, yeah, tell everybody. Abby, we'll start with you, man. All your sponsors. Anybody makes fishing easier for you? Uh, Z Man, Abu Garcia, uh, Bubba. I use all their tools. Um, I, I almost bought some Bubba's like steak knives the other day, like a whole big, you know, the block. Uh, set have, them. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like anything uh, you could tell well-made, you know, you, 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 you get what you pay for, you know, kind of deal. And uh, I use the Bubba just because they don't rust. They're stainless steel and they're saltwater proof. So for me, that's perfect. And cool. then, uh, um, and I use the, the Bonafide um, Boss Rod series. They just came out this this new for this year. Yeah. And then uh, Amp Batteries, Hobie Eyewear, uh, Dugout Tackle. Dugout. You can get all those at, at the dugout. So, um, but yeah, that's and, and Native Kayaks. So those are the, those are my main sponsors and uh, keep me. Keep me in the game, so to speak, and up to date. I hear you. Man, I love my Hobie, but I'll tell you, man, I miss the wheels, my my boondocks wheels on that Titan every single day. Every, every time I go fishing, I'm like, man, because I, I, you can do it right out of your truck. Like, you don't, I have a trailer, so I wouldn't even have to have a trailer, those wheels on the side. That's, that to me, like, for the Titan, that to me was a big, if I ever went back, I would, man, I'd be so happy to have them wheels back, so. Yeah, yeah the, wheel, the wheels are nice. I, I I have a Tennessee trailer, which is from the dugout, mm -hmm. and it makes life a lot easier just backing it down in and just launch like a boat and pull it in and way you drive. Yeah. There you go. Dylan, how about you, man? Uh, for First and foremost, I got to thank dugout. Uh, like I said earlier, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for them. I mean, they do so much for me and, and so much for everybody in the entire fishing kayak fishing community. Uh, big bite. They've been with me 
for from the get-go really ever since i was fishing co-angler in the bfls and stuff like that uh, i just joined up with Kisselcraft rods this year they're amazing rods super sensitive uh revo sunglasses uh and two new sponsors that i haven't announced yet Uh oh, yeah but uh no better time than now do it man x2 power batteries and uh spro the wow. spro's, a, spro's a big one for me man i've been using the frogs for a long 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 time i've always wanted to work with them and and the guys that dug out got me got me in touch with the right people and really looking forward to this year working with them man i've been throwing a, out like my crankbaits are all little except for lipless are all little john like mm-hmm. i'm i'm i love the little whole little john series that fat john 60 like not many people throw it and that is an absolute fish catcher it's it's such a sleeper bait you never hear about and then Man, it's it's either finesse or the other biggest fish I've ever caught have been on that Fat John sixty. It, it absolutely catches them. So yeah, uh, congrats! Yeah, what, awesome. Dylan, Dylan and I are both on the dugout bait and tackle out of Marietta, Georgia, and um, you know everything that him and I just talked about they carry. So which you can go to the online store, which is nice, and they can ship it right to you. Yeah, for sure. I want to I want to plug one more thing with Spro. Yeah, man. I I have caught three double digit bass in my life. And every single one of them came off of a spro popping frog. The, the why the popper? Because I I I I'd usually throw the regular one. I don't throw unless it's like really windy. Uh, then I'll go to a popper. But it's like one of those things where popper is always like last. I'm pulling out of the box. Why the popper? So really, nothing specific for me other than the first time I ever watched anyone catch a fish on a frog. It was a spro popping frog, and it was my dad. We were at Lake Eufaula and the mayflies were hatching mm. and he asked me on the way to the lake. He was, cause I didn't have any of my rods with me. I, it was a super last minute trip. I was, I don't, I don't even remember how I was, I was young. Um, but he said, what do you want to throw? I'll, I'll rig a rod for you when we get there. And at the time, my favorite bait was a buzz bait. And he was like, well, buddy, you, you really ought to try this popping frog just came out. And I was like, ah, I want to throw a buzz bait, blah, 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 blah. So we pull up on this bank and there are blackbirds knocking mayflies all into the water. And he picks up a spro popping frog and catches a five pounder. I throw my buzz bait up there, don't get a bite. He throws a pop frog up there, catches another five pounder. I was like, hmm, I'm not going to sit here and get my butt whooped all day. I said, daddy, tie me on one of those popping frogs, please. And man, we wore them out. Uh, both of us probably caught 22, 23 pounds on it going up the river, up and down the river on Eufaula. And I've been hooked ever since. And there's really no reason that I don't throw the regular frog. It's just a confidence thing for me. I like the popping frogs better. Uh, do you have like any kind of frogs, pro frog secrets? Like do you boil them or mess, pull the hooks out or I leave them on the dash of my truck. I don't boil them. Okay. I have ruined a couple of them boiling them. Yeah. So I'll just leave them in the dash of my truck when I buy them. Um, and I don't, most people bend the hooks up. I don't bend the hooks up. I grab them and bend them out. Out. Yeah. I've, I've tried it all. Like I put, I'm, I'm a tinker. I put like super glue on the top, trying to get that, uh, like the boom, boom frog had the cart, you know, the Velcro on the top, trying to get more texture on the top. I, man, I, I tried all like putting BBs in them, but then they sink. I've tried all kind of dumb shit with, with my, I, I have a whole like bin full of ruined frogs of things. I've tried to do dumb stuff with. All right. That's it. I appreciate y'all being on. Uh, Everybody, appreciate you listening. And if you would, just, uh, like I said, leave a review and subscribe to the show. And we'll see you on the next one. Later. Appreciate you having me.